Welcome to the first episode of 313 Sports Talk. My name is Matt Riley. I currently live in Springfield, Missouri, but I was born and raised in Detroit. I'm a very active Detroit sports fan of the Big Four, the Red Wings, the Tigers, the Lions, and the Pistons. Um, big Michigan Wolverine guy, and that's what our podcast is going to be about. I have two co-hosts, Josh. How we doing? And Dylan. What's going on, everybody? And we are all unbiasedly biased Detroit sports fans. We love our Lions. We love our Red Wings. We love our Tigers. And we love our Pistons to the point where it almost kills us sometimes. So we're just here to give you guys a little fresh perspective from a younger age, from what we see as very passionate sports fans. Um, We kind of decided to start this podcast off of the greatest news that we've all heard all year long that Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn have been fired from the Detroit Lions organization. It's about time, baby. On. I know. Took On. long enough. And, you know, the sad thing is is about, like, this whole firing. Like, we're kind of awful people for celebrating a, a person being fired smart from a people. job. But the thing is, is, like, Everybody in the NFL was to the point it was just like shameless. You know, all of sp- uh, sports fans in Detroit, even you know throughout the country, were just like, "It's about time." When you have a coach that barely won over ten games in three seasons with the Lions, uh, it's it's just not looking good. And then every couple times, you know, um, cameras would show up in the pr- um, not the press box, but you know where you know the Lions general manager is sitting watching the games. You just see the hands of Martha for- um, Ford covering her face. You know, just with embarrassment. It's about time that they finally made this decision. So I'm I'm happy with it. I'm happy too. And I don't no one's ever no fans ever ready to rebuild, but I'm happy to rebuild. I think everybody's finally ready to I'm ready to rebuild right now. Like I don't know what you guys think. What do you do you think it starts with keeping Stafford? Well well here here my biggest thing is we we as fans we see how bad it is on the field and we watch the games and we see it but we don't know how bad it is in the locker room but all these players tweeting that they're happy that like Eric Ebron, Darius Slay all these people tweeting I mean I think it's time for a rebuild Stafford's been here his whole career his what is it 12 year career and we've won nothing let the man go win like I think it's time to even though I love Matt Stafford I think it's time to cut ties thing, and start new. It hurts. The, it hurts to hear. It hurts. It hurts real it bad. You know, growing up, the Detroit Lions sucked. And, and my very first ever season watching them was when they went 0-16 with, uh, you know, Rod Marinelli as the head coach. Um, that was his last year as the head coach for the Lions. They go into that offseason. They draft Matthew Stafford. New new regime. Jim Schwartz comes in. Um, but, you know, this is a guy that – got me into watching football that got me into watching the Detroit Lions granted his his career was very short his first few years you know battling you know a lot of different injuries um but i mean there was just so much passion when you watched him play the game he just had so much fire and just so much fun while he you know while he was out there he was playing through injuries you know one of the biggest moments and he loves the um, city of Detroit yeah you know one of the biggest moments my favorite moments uh you know watching Detroit sports was I, I believe it was back in 2009 when they're playing the Cleveland Browns. And, mm. and, uh, Hail Mary. He, he takes a sack. Yep. Yeah, Hail Mary takes a sack, breaks his collarbone. You know, they take a timeout. He goes back in and, and, and battles through it and ends up throwing the game when he touched on. You know, that that to me is is what Detroit 
is all about. Um, but to say, am I ready to move on from him? It, it's it's hard to say. Even Martha Ford. Uh, you know, well, well if, hours, if, if you're not ready to move on with him, Dylan, this will be his, what, third or fourth head coach? So, fifth yeah, offensive let me, coordinator? Well, third more, quarterback more, coach? More than I mean, that. This is his third GM. It'll be his exactly. third GM. It'll be That's his a lot for a 32-year-old quarterback. Fourth head coach, sixth offensive coordinator, if they decide to move on from Bevel. Um, Which I think, I mean, new coach, new regime, I think you clean house. It's up in the air still, but she's already came out and said it's entirely up to the new head coach on what they want to do with Stafford. And oh, wow. both parties agree. His family's ready to, you know. Well, I mean, here's here's the thing when it comes to a new head coach. I mean, that's the thing. You look at all these new head coaches around the leagues, Bengals, Panthers, they all have, they all had new incoming quarterbacks. If someone coming to Detroit, they have an established quarterback. I mean, that's attractive. That's an attractive job that you don't have to go find a franchise piece quarterback for at least another two years. The biggest thing I see in the NFL right now is, just like you had mentioned, every team that gets a new head coach, they have that young quarterback. And it's more or less like it's almost like the quarterback chooses the coach. It's a quarterback coach league rather than a coach quarterback league. Your quarterback is what's going to lead this team to, you know, the playoffs to the Super Bowl. Your quarterback is, for the most part, going to be making most of the decisions that are going to affect the rest of the team. They're supposed to be the leader of the team. They're supposed to be the, you know, the captain per se. Um, that is going to lead this team. And and like you had said, if you have a head coach coming in here with a, um a seasoned quarterback, a veteran who who can make every throw in the game, who just hasn't been able to lead yet. I don't. It, yeah, it's not as attractive, but it's one less piece you need to worry. I don't. About. I don't know. I think that is more attractive than going in with a rookie quarterback. Correct. Yeah. Uh, but you know. I mean, but where are we at? Exactly. We're not. Is it, I, it, it might be time. I I think it's time, even though it breaks my heart, and I never wanted to say that. I think we'll it's time. About, yeah, you're right. I, and I mean, I don't even think, I don't think that Stafford's the biggest part to this offseason. I think the number Agreed. one priority is re-signing Galladay. Agree. Before you even get into that, the, I guess the question is, do you find a head coach first? Do you find a head coach before you move on from Stafford? Do you find right. a head coach before the draft? Because oh, you have to. Okay, have so to. Who, who are you, well, who, it, it, who are you it, thinking? Who well, I have a list. Get? Yeah, I have a top five. I don't know if you guys have a top five, but I'll I'll say my top five right now. What my number one, three? my top three, my number one out of top three, maybe a little bit of a shock. Don't say Jim Harbaugh. Think, no, it's not Jim Harbaugh. Trust me. Even <laughs> though established in the NFL, did go to the Super Bowl within three years, but not Jim Harbaugh. I think you get a guy that in the past two years has proven everyone that he is ready for a head coaching job. I think. I think Joe Brady should be at the top of everyone's list for a head coaching job. Look at what he did at LSU last year with Joe Burrow. Look at what he's doing with the Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers are projected to win two games this year, and they're very a very competitive team. I mean, they beat us with the a- uh, XFL quarterback. My number two guy is probably the hottest coordinator slash head coach rumored person is Eric Bieniemy. I mean, how much of it is actually Eric Bieniemy? How much is actually Andy Reid? And then my third is 
I, I do like Darren Bevel. I think he could do a good job in Detroit, but I think the consistency where we're at with Stafford and the young pieces we have is key at this point. So that's my top three. Josh, what are your thoughts? So, the enemy, right? That's how you pronounce his name? Yeah. So I feel like he's everybody's top target. Do we have, like, are we a good enough selling point for him? Like, does he want to come to Detroit? Um, I think with our the, – the problem, the problem with our roster right now is offensively we have a, young, a decently young offensive line. We have a young tight end. We have an older veteran quarterback, and we have a young running back room. But defensively, we're old. We're up there. So I mean, we, have a, we have a quality young team, you know. So do you think – I don't know. I, I want a guy that's, like, ready for, like – I want someone that isn't – trying to win the Super Bowl next year. As bad as that sounds, you should always that should always be the expectation. But like you gotta I I am just trying to like where's our roster and, and what what's the value we can get for Stafford? You know? I, I think our the values declined year after year. I mean last year we couldn't even get a first for him. I mean what are we gonna get this year? A third? I mean why not? A lot, a lot of, not I mean here's the thing if last year was kind of the perfect selling point, I mean why not trade him to the Patriots for their first round pick or second or two second round picks? He's in a system that's established already, and I think he'd thrive with the Patriots. You ever see uh, Bevel's resume? I I actually always love looking at uh like coaches' resumes, like just to see like like randomly I'll just look at coaches' resumes. Like who would have thought that Don Brown coached baseball? Like I I never would have. Like, yeah, he's quite successful, but like. Bevel, um, like I'm looking at the teams where like where he was at, like they seemed like they like, for example, the Seahawks uh, early 2000s uh, or 2010, early 2010 uh, Seahawks. I mean, they did Super Bowl, right? In the, in that, yeah, they uh, were 12, 13, somewhere in there. And then the late uh, late zeros uh, Vikings team, they were playoffs too, weren't they? Wasn't that the Brett Favre? That was AP. That was AP. AP, okay. And then he was with the Packers before that. Like, I mean, well, yeah. I'm excited to see, like, you know, we talk about Bevel, you know, but I haven't even seen him head coach yet. Like, what's going to be different this yeah. week? Well, are we going well, to this... know how to do a hurry up offense? Is, is Bevel going to know how to do a hurry up offense? Like, or at least, like, let know. Stafford do his thing? Like, I, I feel like. That, that, I think uh, he's been with, I think he's been with Stafford long enough to know to let him do his thing. Yeah. I mean, that, that, Last drive of the Texans game, I whew, it it discouraged me. I'm I usually always I always stand up for Stafford. I always I was always the guy that I, you know huge Stafford guy, huge. Uh, and then kind of going into this year, I was kind of defending uh, Patricia a little bit. But then that Texans game, like it it just irritated me. Like it just looked like we weren't in like where we needed to be. So like I'm I'm excited to see what Bevel's any different. You know, I'm well who. <laughs> Who's to say if he if he goes five and zero oh in these last five oh. games? I mean, why why not? <laughs> True. Why not let him get the keys to the kingdom? But I mean, who's your top three, Dylan? So this is a very interesting um, thing. I I think I have a different perspective on this whole head coaching, um, general manager uh, situation that the Lions Lions have. So. Just looking at their past, uh, Matt Millen um, was the general manager 
prior to Bob Quinn. Um, his last two coaching hires were uh, Rod uh, Marinelli, um, who in three seasons went three and thirteen, seven and nine, and then zero and sixteen, <laughs> and got the can. Um, and then Millen brought in Jim Schwartz, um, who neither one of these two so far had been a head coach anywhere. Um, but we all know how the Jim Schwartz story ended up going. Um, then they hire Bob Quinn, who then brings in Jim Caldwell, who has yet to be a head coach anywhere. Um, actually, prior to being a Detroit Lions head coach, was the quarterback coach for the Baltimore Ravens. Um, and yes, he did coach in a Super Bowl with the Ravens. Um, when the two Harbaugh brothers were were kind of duking it out. Um, but from Jim Caldwell, it was then to Matt Patricia, the good friend of Bob Quinn, um, the defensive coordinator of the New England Patriots, who had coached in a ton of Super Bowls um, and probably has one of the biggest play calls in Super Bowl history. Um, but just well, looking at their recent history. Air, air, air quote, play calls. Air quote, yes, of course. course um seven to eight coaches um you keep bringing in all of these coordinators and there's no nothing wrong with that they got to get their point in time you just put the brakes on and and you actually go out and find a head well, coach. right looking now at some i of think, the, I think the, right well, now well, yeah, yeah so looking at some of the top rumors you got robert Saleh. defense how i feel about Hold on. Another coming in. Arthur Smith. Offensive coordinator. And it's going to be kind of hard. So the, the biggest thing that... that You really need to be focused. I think LA, I just too. because of his his past, and he's from just Dearborn. Because, exactly, and and players rave about the guy. You know, Richard Sherman yeah. just tweeted out like he needs this job. Like, I yeah. I think that he's going to get the job. Who do I well, think I, they should give it to? I think if you can give him enough cash and, and maybe pull him away from the college football world, is is head coach of the Oklahoma um, Sooners and Lincoln Riley. Well, that, that's the problem. That, that, that's always been our problem. I mean, you look at these Lincoln-Riley coach teams, and, yeah, they can score a crap ton of points, but they can't stop anybody. It's not about that's stopping That's the lion. Well, well, it is. No. That kind of is the lion. Okay, so I'll, I'll even – their last three out of four head coaches that they've hired were all defensive coordinators. Matt Patricia, absolute – I mean, great coach. So you want to – but you want to go back – I'm just saying, it's not all about the defense and – you know what your previous teams can do is can you lead a team that's the bottom line to it none of these coaches that they've hired have been able to do that well i i, I mean but then if you're gonna go after lincoln riley i mean urban meyer's just sitting there why not give him a shot at the nfl 
You know, that Urban Meyer, that whole situation, what was the reason he stepped out of head coach? Wasn't it, was it like a medical condition? Mental, he had, mental health, something. He that, wanted to spend more time yeah. with his family. But he was, really I, just, gonna, I, just saw, I just saw the day that he's rumored to take the Texas job. He was oh, in, he was in Austin today. So that that's the thing. Like you, you have these coaches who, yeah, they take their time off, and like I get it. You, we don't know their life. We don't know what's going on with you know with their their bodies and everything like that. But like, I, or having Urban Meyer come in, one of the most winningest head coaches in college football history. I mean, that would be a thrill of a move. Um, but you, just you know, saying, you know what the Urban Meyers are? What's that? What what's Urban Meyer's initials? Hmm. U of M. U M. Continue. <laughs> just got to throw that in there. Well, that's hey, listen, I already know who I want for that next job, and it's a very unpopular opinion, but I want Charles Woodson. All right. We're going to continue to stick on this Detroit Lions talk because that's enough <laughs> mouthful. Then, oh, okay. Yeah. Got me excited no. saying that. But <laughs> exactly. The thing is, is like, I think they're going to give Bevel every every opportunity. In the I book. think they will too. They're going to. He's going to be the lead candidate for next year. Uh, but being, does he want to be a team. head coach? Uh, why not? You're telling I me mean, you're an offensive coordinator for an NFL team. You're one step below that head coaching job. You've pretty much done all of the responsibilities of a head coach, except you don't get blamed for any of the mishaps. You, you know, you're not. Your name isn't on the, you know the bottom line. Everything you know, that happens with a team eventually gets put under a head coach versus a coordinator. I don't see, it's not that big of a difference. You know, he might give up some responsibilities with the offense, but maybe that's what they need. You know, maybe he can help the next offensive coordinator do their job while leading a team. You know, the thing with like an interim head coach is it's, it's very cool. Like you can suck and not be blamed for it one bit because you got the job late. You know, yeah. he's in a perfect spot. He can't do any wrong outside of the offensive, um, you know, side of the ball decaying. You know, if, if they continue on the path that they have been, even getting a little bit better, he'll get, I think he'll be the number one candidate for that head coaching job. Well, I think Eric Bieniemy is going to be up there, but I think it's going to be hard to get Bieniemy away from the Texans and Sean Watson. I think you just have to interview at all these candidates and just. Well, yeah. I think for, first you got to find a GM. I think, right. I mean, I don't know what Lewis GMs Riddick? are out there. I mean, maybe. Um, I was thinking, I heard someone, Chris Chris Spielman, maybe. I, I've, I've heard a bunch it's, of different names for GMs. Um, more often than not, I think people don't really look at the general manager as a major part of the organization. Um, but they're pretty much like, yeah, uh, you need oh. a good general manager in order to have a good yeah. um, organization. You need a direction. Like, yeah, yeah, they're going to well, set I've... the tempo. They're going to set the environment. If you have a winning culture, uh, you're only going to want to bring in people that want to win versus, you know, starting with Matt Millen. You know, he didn't really bring that. You know, he was more of like a, a friend, a bud, like, hey, what's up? Yeah. You know, we suck today, but we'll get him next time. And then yeah. you got Bob Quinn who's, hey, you know, if we just pull in all of these ex-former Patriots players and coaches – We'll be all right because they won over there. Why can't they win here? You know, you need to bring in somebody that that wants to win, that has the the mentality and the attitude of we're here to win. We're, you know, we're here to get. You know, we're gonna win a playoff game. I think well, I, that we have 
that many expatriates on our team. Like yeah. we have a lot. Like our it's defense crazy. is just expatriates. Yeah. It went two terrible middle linebackers. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, here's the thing. I mean, we chances are right now, well, we're not making the playoffs. We're not making the playoffs no. unless something we're not. insane happens. No. We're hold not on. making, no, hold we're on. Not making the thing. playoffs. The most Detroit Lions thing to happen is but that, for them to be go they're five going and five and zero. Oh. They're hitting a wild card spot. They're winning their first playoff game since what? Early nineties, late eighties. Ninety two, I believe. Holy crap! You're telling me it's been almost thirty years since they won a playoff game. Well, so so we don't make the playoffs. No, I don't. I mean, yeah, week okay. seventeen, you have to find a GM right after you. Leave Lose week seventeen. You have to get a GM because I mean you have re-signing of players. You have draft prep coming up. You have to find a new head coach with the GM. The GM has to be found I soon think, because uh, the draft they is not have their terribly on, far like, away. Who they want to be the yeah, GM I think, manager? They're not going to release that to the public until week seventeen is, is over. Uh, personally, that's what I would do. Let the players focus on playing. Let Bevel focus on coaching and, and give him the most opportunity you can so that he doesn't have any other worries. And so all he has to do is focus on being a head coach for these last five weeks. And then once all that's said and done, the season's over, then you can introduce, you know, who you think you can bring in. Yeah. Um, so let me, let me ask you guys this question. Ready. With ready. the current state of the lions right now, the team we have, who's going to be here next year and who's not. Ooh. Go ahead, Josh. Just, oh, just, just, just starters. We'll go just. Should we start on the defensive start, side first? Start on the defensive side and then go to the offense. Okay, I think here's who I'd love to keep, and I'm just gonna go off the top of my head. I, I, I really, I like uh, Harmon a lot. Like any guy that is the defensive captain in his first year. I mean, who, who knows? Maybe it was because he knew Bob Quinn and Patricia, but I, I'm just gonna assume that it's actually because he's a great leader. <laughs> defensive captain first year. I want to keep a guy like him. Obviously, we have to keep uh, and uh, and I like at least maybe not third uh, overall pick like, but I do like Okuda. Uh, I do. I, th- I think uh, a lot of people. Would be... I think I think the Tavai like we're done. I I don't want to see Tavai on the field again. I'm 100 percent honest. Don't want to see him on the. You ever looked at his career stats? They're awful. Oh, they're terrible. He's they're a, awful. He was the worst second round pick I think of his in history. And if well, if, when you're six foot four and overweight. And you play football for the Hawaii Rainbows. That's uh, six four in cleats, I believe. Yeah. I, well, I, he I was understand. he was a projected six round pick, and we picked him in the second. I believe it's because the Patriots were going to take him. I think that's that was if I I heard that somewhere. I don't know if it's true, but I heard somewhere that we drafted Jelani Tavai because the Patriots like were I don't, thinking about it. I don't know if it was the Patriots, but I definitely know other teams were talking about him. And yes, that is correct. And we're the, we're the team that took him and he ended up being terrible. Mm. Or yes. was it just a development? I, no, I think he hasn't been the best. He, uh, he, he's years. not a middle linebacker. He's too slow. He can't yeah. read the run. Yeah. He can't play in pass defense. He's terrible. I, I would agree. I would agree. Yeah. 100%. He's bad. And the thing about Okuda you know, he's got, you know, uh, he's definitely had to, like, call a lot of slack this year. Uh, but if you compare him to Darius Slay in his rookie season, yeah, they're true. very Darius similar. Slay's rookie season wasn't the best. He was the second worst corner in the entire NFL, uh, which is where Kuda was at. Back he's in a rookie. Three. 
Yeah. Like, kind of just got tore up though. Did you see that? Hold on. Let, let me just let me just throw this out there. Uh, receivers that he had to play: Allen Robinson, who, in my opinion, is a top five receiver. Under, really. Very underrated. And Devontae Adams. DeAndre Dog. Hopkins, hmm. Michael Thomas, if he had played, you know, you're throwing him in with the Julio too, dogs. right? Julio, yeah. Joe, you know, you you take a guy and uh, right out of right out of college, like, dude, you're gonna play and you're like gonna it. play a lot with, with no with no OTAs or training camp. No, you you're just gonna year. That's play. Fine. You're gonna play football and you're gonna suck, but you're gonna get every opportunity to get better. Oh, I think he's gonna be a stud. I, I think we just named like, we just named the top five receivers in the NFL, mind no. you, that he had to play and play against twice in a season sometimes, and then gets you know, the lineup against Galladay for practice every day. Oh yeah, you, you know that's the thing. When when Slay was uh, just brought to the league, who introduced him? Uh, you know, to NFL corner was Calvin Johnson, probably the greatest of all time to play that. Well, position. did you did you guys see what Slay said? He no, said the only reason. I- yeah, the only reason I am what I am today is because Calvin pushed me every day. Exactly. And and when you have a guy like Galladay on the other side of the ball who who's a dog, um, he's no Calvin Johnson, mind you, but, I mean, he, he knows how to play wide receiver. You're going to get better um, day after day. So I, I do like the Jeff Okuda pick. Um, at three is a, debate, um, is, is a debatable um, topic, but I, I don't know. Uh, I personally, I like Okuda, and, and I would agree. Deron Harmon is a dog. Uh, I would also go as far Leadership as keeping matters. Tracy. I would go as far as tr- keeping Tracy Walker. Yeah. Oh, you have to. I do. Tracy, I do. Tracy, 20, Tracy Walker maybe maybe our best defensive player right now. Yeah, twenty nineteen, he led the team in tackles, and when you lead the team in tackles as a crew safety, it means you're you're playing ball. You're in the right spot at the right time. Um, especially when the linebackers were as bad as they were last year. I mean, he definitely made a lot of big plays. I forget, 127 tackles or something like that is insane as a safety. And that goes without, like, he's also knocking down balls and covering, you know, some of the top dudes, some of the top deep threats in the league. You know, picking the ball off, forcing fumbles. Like, he is an overall dud. Uh, I, he's probably my favorite defensive player right now. Yeah, three well, points well, that I love on this you know, as pieces, I'm not saying he's going to be your number one guy, but as pieces, all three of their last names start with the O. Um, I, I like a warrior for like the value Ooh. that we got him in. He was yes. yeah. late, like a fifth yes. rounder last year or something well, he, like that. He's one of the highest rated PFF corners right Is now. He? He wow. was yeah. A, I think PFF he was a, does have a weird scale, but that's saying something. I like that. Yeah, it's a very, very weird scale. <laughs> when he played late in the season last year, it was nothing but just – fireworks i mean he played in two games last year and ended in the season with two picks uh one against aaron Rodgers. I, I forget who the other one was against but yeah he's definitely a young piece i think he's their best defensive player i would probably go as far as saying he's probably the best defensive player right now for the lions in only his second season I like the uh aquara twins too yeah I think it's cool They've just having a set of brothers on a team. I feel, you, you well, Ju- Julian hasn't played as much as Romeo, but Romeo's yeah. a stud. Yeah, Romeo is a stud. Every defense that succeeds in the NFL has a solid front seven. Currently, if you look in the NFL right now, the top defenses are being controlled at the line of scrimmage and in the run game. Yeah. Um, you're going to give up passing yards. It, it's going to happen. There's going to be a couple games where Patrick Mahomes throws for 350, 400 over your head. Um, but 
I think the bottom line, the pace of the game um, in, in football is at the line of scrimmage. Uh, when you have a front seven that can control the pace of the game um, and just take over that, um, that, that line of scrimmage, you're going to have success, whether or not your offense is good or not. Um, the Browns are a good example. They're seven and three, and Baker Mayfield's their starting quarterback. When Baker, Whoa, Mayfield, don't hate, don't hate on my man Baker. When Baker He's not Mayfield, been that hey, hey, bad hey, 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 this hey. year. Let me tell you something. When Baker Mayfield has a QBR of over sixty, I think they're six and zero. Oh. Let me put this into perspective. When he gets a D minus on a test, they're still winning the game. When Matthew Stafford last year, before his injury, um, and, and even in the previous seasons, when he has a QBR of under 80, which is better than, you know, average, they were one and I believe 14 in their last 15 games. That just goes to show you he has to play out of his mind game after game, week after week, in order for them to even be considered a winnable game. Um, well, well, that uh, that shows you that the defense isn't doing their job, that they haven't been able to run the ball or block anybody. There's a lot of pieces missing when when your quarterback has to have a close to a perfect game in order for them to win. Well, let me ask you guys this. Two pieces. Matt's, uh, Two pieces. Matt, Matt's having a little bit of an issue here. Uh, I don't know I have if a you... question anyways. Yeah, go, go ahead. All right. So we we said who we want to who we want to keep. Who do we get rid of? I have some guys that you know. Obviously, we talked about the linebackers. Get them off, out of here. Who, yeah. who do you want to get rid of? Off the top of my head, Trey Flowers and Jamie Collins. Danny Shelton too. I'm, Ooh, I'm adding him. Danny there. Shelton, Continue. put him on the list. Christian Jones, you're gone. Jalen Reeves, Maven, you're gone. Ooh, yeah, get him out of here. I think the biggest issue for the Lions defense, as it has been in the past, I think up until about 2013 or 14. Um, as their pressure on the quarterback, their linebacking play has been terrible ever since DeAndre Levin and Stephen Tolick have, um, you know, were dismissed Tullick. from the team. It's been terrible, and I, I would I would agree. I think these linebackers are done. Levy uh, led the the league in picks one year, didn't he? Uh, I believe it was like 2012 or 13. Yeah, which he, we had the second rated defense in the league, right? And and what happened that year? They made the playoffs. Uh, and we granted, won a that game was too. taken away out of the Lions when they were beating um, the Dallas Cowboys, and then the all of a sudden face guarding pass interference penalty gave them a free first down, which ended up winning them. It's because Des was so passionate. That's that's why they they picked that flag up. Uh, yeah, and Jerry Jones runs the league, but we're not going to yeah. talk about that because we're here to we talk, talk about, about Detroit that. sports and not Dallas sports. What, what do you guys think the status of? Trey Flowers and Jamie Collins are. I I kind of like Jamie. Yeah, not in pass coverage because oh, no, terrible. Not, that's that's not for terrible. Jamie. We I yeah. don't know. He's got to be rushing the passer. Why is he not rushing the passer? That's what he buttered his bread on. Um, Jamie Collins last year, the first eight weeks of the season, I believe he was number two in Defensive Player of the Year voting. That was last year in the Patriots defense for the first nine weeks last year. It was insane. But I don't know. I, I like Jamie. Like I said, not as a defend in the past. But you're right. He's got a bread and butter. He got butter that bread. He got rushed passer, you know. So to kind of move on, segue from the defensive side of the ball, 
on offense, we've already hit on Matthew Stafford. Let's let's leave him out of the conversation here. But who on the offense? Cut carry on Johnson. All right, <laughs> we're going right into who do we want to cut? Who do we not want to see in a Lions uniform? I think we can all agree on KJ. As great of a pass blocking back that he is, uh, he P- serves no other PFF purpose. number uh, like top five, I believe. But continue. Who he cares? serves he no other purpose on catch- the team. He can't catch the ball out of the backfield. He has slippery hands when he comes to the hole. Just feed Swift. Swift is electric. Swift yeah. is electric. When yeah, um, he was having a great rookie season. If he had, we'll say, stayed healthy, and if uh, I mean he's supposed to be back managed... this week, but he broke the hundred yard uh, yeah. curse, right? The hundred yard rush. Yeah. Um, was that him that broke it? Yeah, Reggie Bush broke it. Uh, I believe oh, yeah. a couple years back. We went on another uh, hiatus after the Reggie Bush one, I think, too. Yes. Well, carry, um, carry on broke it, too. But the, I think the bottom line with like this whole Swift thing is like we can all agree he's a good back. He just needs. his touches uh coming out of college straight into the nfl you have a lot to manage uh you have to manage um your your personal schedule as far as like your meetings your practices your workouts your diet is a big one um you not only have to manage tell zion manager yeah basically (laughs) (laughs) james harden when he came back into the bubble fat um another thing you have to manage as a rookie is all of that money that you're given especially as a second round pick I forget what his contract was worth, but I'm pretty sure he was given a couple hundred thousand, if not over, you know, the one, two million dollar range. As a rookie in the NFL, as a 21 year old kid, given that much money, uh, it's a lot to manage. I'm sure it's stressful. Um, you probably don't know what to do I'm with yourself. Just out listening to it. Yeah. You know, I, I wish that was a problem I had in my life. Uh, but I mean, there's a, a lot of different things. Yes. There's a lot of different things, like as a rookie, that you're given it. Uh, that you have to manage in the NFL. Like you have to grow up. Um, and that's not something that you necessarily learn playing division one college football um, you, where you're given everything. Uh, I, I didn't play D1. I did play college football, but from um, people and friends that, that have played D1 and, and have coached D1, I mean, you're, you're treated like princes and Kings. Uh, everything's done for you. You want it, you get it. Uh, and, and you, I'm sure you get that in the NFL, but you're a lot more of a dependent um, so if, there's a lot to take on uh, as a rookie. So it could just be that maybe they're allowing him to get situated with his new life. Uh, the, you know, the lifestyle of a NFL athlete, uh, none of us here can sure touch on it, but I'm sure it's pretty insane. So I, I don't know. I think once he kind of gets his touches, uh, this, this offense is going to be pretty uh, exciting. Well, well, here, here's my next question going on the offensive side of the ball. 
we re-signed All right, Matt's. Yeah, we're having a little bit of technical difficulty. Real quick thing on Kirion. I, I will say this. He's a, he's a quality follow on Twitter. And uh, Terrell Crosby, also a very quality follow on Twitter. Terrell Crosby. He's yeah. one of my favorite. And and when they had him, oh, I forget his name. Uh, not Wagner, but uh, old TJ uh, Lang. That's another Lang, guy. That's right. Also, yeah, yeah big, big uh, quality follow on Twitter. It's cool because he's like a Packers fan and a Lions fan. He went to Eastern, right? So he's like yeah, yeah, yeah. He graduated dude. from Eastern. Yeah. So it's it's kind of interesting. But before we uh, turn it back over to Matt, he's currently driving back from uh, his honeymoon. He just got married about a week ago. Uh, congrats, so congrats, Matt. To him. Thanks, um, boys. So he's he's currently having a little bit of like cellular issues. But go ahead, Matt. You sound. Okay. Am I good now? Yeah, yeah. You should be good. Okay. So my question is, with Galladay likely to resign, both sides have said that it's likely. Who's going to be our number two? Do we let Jones walk? Do we draft someone? What do you guys What do you guys think in there? Uh, I'm not thinking. I'm thinking it's not going to be what's his name? It's Q. That what do we call him? Jones. Cephas. Cephas. I like Cephas, but he's. I like him at like the three four. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I think we might want to go maybe draft some. I I love Marvin Jones. I, we got to see. I, <laughs> I think with him, you got to see where he is. Um. I think the beginning of this year, he said that he was going to go catch 14 touchdowns. I don't think he's, he's nowhere near that, but I like that confidence in some guy. And maybe if his head straight, I mean, I feel like he enjoys it here. He's, he's a good guy. He actually owns like, he, I think he like owns like a cupcake shop or something like that. Yeah. Something, like, or something that. like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't, it's interesting, uh, but looking at the the depth chart. He's also 30 something. So, okay. So looking at the depth chart for the, the lions, they were pretty deep at receiver uh, oh, two we, years yeah. ago. Uh, you know, two last year, two years ago. Looking at it now, you have a one-year deal on Amendola. You have a one-year deal on Jones. You just let uh, you just cut Marvin Hall, your deep threat. Um, a very promising, like is what looked like to be. He's going to have a you know pretty bright future in the NFL for these next couple years. You just cut him. Uh, you got Quintez Cephas. Uh, Wait, Hall. Marvin Hall, yeah, they just cut got him? him. They just got him, yep. Mm, okay, vertical threat only, but whatever. Continue. I did not know that they cut Marvin Hall. I know, me neither. I did not see that. Are you sure, Dylan? About to, I'm about to look it up right now. Marvin Hall. There was a little bit of background noise. Yeah, they, they just got him. Um, basically, oh, yeah. he's getting tested on waivers, and if he's not picked up, he could be you know, a practice squad. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, you know a team like the Carolina I mean, that's Panthers, fine. maybe even the Green Bay Packers, <laughs> take a shot on him. You know, because he's definitely a, a bona fide stud. Um, you know, he had well, a couple, couple I've seen he looks games. that good. He had a couple good games for the Lions, but I don't know. Maybe he was, was a deep else. threat only, right? He, like, well, yeah, yeah, that's all I could do. All I could do is just ever a deep catch a single pass in the slot. Uh, no, I, I don't think so. He was I running every only. He was like a Travis Fulgham. And look at the career he's having in Philly. You know, he had a couple yeah, great he, games, but as well as – He fell as off like, last three, but his uh, – Yeah. Like, weeks like three to like ten, I'm just ballparking. Like, we're pretty, like, solid. Yeah, I think he's had four catches for, like, four yards in the last two games or something. I don't know if it's yeah. because they haven't been getting him the ball. Uh, but Or Carson the- Wentz is – Yeah. Or he's just bad. Uh, but like, terrible. Looking at the, looking at Shout the- out North Dakota. Yes, sir. 
but like looking at the depth chart for the receivers, it's not looking good. I wouldn't be surprised if they draft somebody in the K okay, hot take first, second round. Jalen uh, Waddle. Depending on what they want to do with their quarterback, it's interesting. Um, but what do you guys think about the offensive line? I think it's young enough to where we don't need to touch a lot of pieces, but I think adding wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. I love seeing a guy like Frank Ragnow on like every Bud Light commercial. <laughs> I think that's that's something you need out of a like a, a center that you draft first round. I really like Ragnow. Um, like I, the other guys, I mean, Decker's really not terrible. Out. Did did we get Decker at a good price? Was that quality value or what? Um, considering he it, signed it was his of a deal, and, well, no. Considering he signed his deal, and then uh, a couple of days later, the left tackle for the Baltimore Ravens signed a deal. It was like six, seven, eight million dollars more. It's kind of just uh, where the market. Yeah, they was. got him at a pretty cheap deal, to be honest with you. Hmm. I mean, look at what Taylor Lewan signed with two years ago. I mean, true. Considering. What Taylor makes and what team makes. I mean, I get one's an all pro left tackle, but I mean, considering it's a pretty cheap deal. So, uh, since we kind of wrapped up the defense and the offensive side, let me wrap that up with a quick point, real quick, sir. Go ahead. Isn't it kind of funny when you see guys like Rod Marinelli, Jim Schwartz, and now in the future? probably Matt Patricia. Don't you just love seeing them as d- defensive coordinators every time the Lions play them? And they always have to show Matt Patricia, uh, or they always have to show Jim Shorts, Rod Marinelli as a defensive coordinator. And it seems yeah. like they're always doing, like, okay jobs, it seems like. as Well, not a, I mean, look okay. at the Eagles. The Eagles yeah. are terrible. This is a, right this is a bad example of the thing. Year. It's like, can be a great coordinator, but a terrible head coach. Like, it takes, yeah. it takes a lot more... Right. I don't know, leadership or you I think you need be... to get the players on your side. And I think yes. Jim Caldwell had that. And, and, and I would be I would not be him. one bit mad if Jim Caldwell came back, if I'm being honest. Why not? Uh, I love it. I loved him. If you want to rebuild, why True. would you? Exactly. I agree. Yeah. I agree. But you know, at this time. now since we've covered kind of the Lions organization as a whole, let's shift to the next upcoming season and that is we're having some more who we uh who we shifted focus to yeah so let's uh let's go and shift into uh some detroit pistons and this will kind of mm. be like our last segment to kind of wrap things up more or less uh the schedule i don't know have you taken a look at the schedule yet i have not taken a look at this. that was released mm. today right uh yeah it was either released today or our, our last night um uh, right that that uh detroit pistons schedule what, what are your thoughts on that um, Sekou Dumboya. I like my, yes. I like Sekou Dumboya. I like Sekou Dumboya. Yeah. But I, some, some Frenchie. <laughs> I like my, my man's only like 19 years old, right? Oh, and he, I mean, he had a great off season. Mm-hmm. So we, I didn't, I mean, I was had mixed emotions about watching, uh, Luke Kennard go who, you know, loved it, him. loved every second of it. Yeah, it's bittersweet. I mean, it's just like was well, not. I, I hated Luke Kennard. Every time I saw Luke Kennard, I just thought of how good Donovan Mitchell is, and it just kind of made me sick. You know, <laughs> but it's cool. I'm the Clippers is an interesting team for him. I hope he does well. Um, Game I of do shooter. Like, is it weird that uh, Blake Griffin's been on the Pistons for 
uh, four seasons now. It doesn't it's, really seem yeah, he's flown. He's the longest tender piston. Yeah. Yes. I do like but the he, direction of uh, the pistons. Yes, Troy Reaper has cut the pistons down to nothing and is rebuilding it, and I love every second of it. So. I haven't really paid too much attention on the Detroit Pistons in recent years because it just has it's been the same story every single year. Where a few Dylan's years last favorite player was uh, love, Henry Ellenson. Love, love my Pistons. Henry Ellenson. <laughs> he could Dylan right, loved I'm Henry Ellenson. Dog, he was all right. I'm not even going. You ever to see Henry <laughs> Ellenson uh, one-on-one Jimmy Butler? You guys no. ever seen that? No. He did. No. Look, it, look it up. Look it up. What um, was? Jimmy Butler just let him shoot like he was like, and I think I want to say Ellenson hit like his first three. He's like, he's built different. Jimmy that's why. didn't he's respect him different. at all. Shut up, Dylan. <laughs> Henry Ellenson was terrible, oh, and you loved him. You yeah, loved well. Henry Ellenson. That was the last time you kept track of the Pistons. Well, no, I mean I, I've kept like a, you know a little here and there. You know they're five games out of the playoff spot, and there's eleven games left. I wonder what's going to happen. Uh, it's been the same. Jimmy <laughs> lose all eleven. Like, come on now. Uh, personally, uh, just like you said, Weaver has, has flipped the roster upside down. They're going to suck this year. I don't think they're going to score very many points. But what they are going to do is they're going to keep a lot of teams under 90. Uh, yeah. My personal take on it. But I'll let you guys go and continue. I, I, I like the draft. I, I don't see a problem with any of the four people we've picked up in the draft or a lot of the free agent signings. I think all of them make sense. Now that I've thought about them, I mean, you got to think of your second line now coming off with with uh, Plumlee and Killian Hayes. That's a perfect pick-and-roll person for it. Agree. Um, where? So I'm gonna be honest. I don't know. Uh, I don't. I did not see the the, the draft profile on um, the guy that we got. Is he good? Killian? We, they is they he got like, four guys. the right pick. We got we got four guys. We got Killian Hayes, Isaiah Stewart, Sadiq Bay, and Jello. Sadiq Jello. Bay. Oh, we, 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 yeah, we picked him up. I know we didn't draft this. Yeah. yeah. Who's the last guy? Uh, Baden Lee or something. So, Saban Lee. Lee. Yep. Saban Lee. Yeah. Saban Saban something. I don't know. Uh, and then not only that, but like I I really like the Jello Okafor uh signing. I like the Jeremy Grant signing. I Jeremy love Grant. the the trade and signs uh, that they did with Trevor Ariza. Personally, he got oh, yeah. he was on three different teams within two days. He was here it, for like an hour. Y- yeah, yeah, it was short and sweet. It wasn't long. Um, we got Jello. We got Josh Jackson. We're we're a very big team, but my big question is who's going to play the two? Personally, it's either Alon Wright. I think he'll start. Um, but I could see Sveed taking over about halfway could, through the year. He, he's, say Sveed? Yeah. Oh, I'm not Sveed? even. I'm not even gonna bother. Yeah, Go ahead, Josh. Wait, we have Alexi Sveed? No, no, no. So it's a very, um, very. I don't know French name. No, uh, but it's. I'm gonna. I'm gonna just take a, a shot at uh, pronouncing. Sviat Solov, Maya Kuluik. Uh, it's dog. It's weird. It's a tongue twister. Matt, do you want to try to take a shot at pronouncing that? I don't know. It's it's it's. I don't know. He's they got him last year. Uh, it's more of a, It's pronounced Svi Makailu. 
Mikhailu. Oh, Svi. Okay. It's pronounced okay, Svi Mikhailu. Svi Mikhailu. Yeah, he played like, Kansas. Yeah, Svi, he's got sharpshooter. Yeah, I like, I like yeah. Svi. Sharpshooter, a little bit of a slasher. Let I him mean, come off the bench. Let him do his thing. You know, let him. I could see thing. him taking over halfway through. Yeah, he could. Season. Yeah, he, can, he might. He's gonna start this year, right? Is that what we're saying at the two? Is he gonna start? Hopefully, um, I hope he does. SBI. Yeah, I think Delon Wright Definitely. Uh, I mean, it, it'll be exciting. Yeah, but like I said, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they trade Rose or Griffin. You know, here coming up. Soon. I think. I think. I think Derrick Rose stays on the team to mentor Killian Hayes. My hot take. Yeah, I'm big on Derrick Rose this year. Uh, what if I am too. What if he does real good? Uh, at the halfway point, and then we we evaluate, we see what like his uh value is, and then would you guys be like, what if he was like really good at the beginning and we traded him? Like he's still down. He's still I'm down. Yeah, I, like uh, looking at their roster, I why why would you keep him? Like other than his experience and leadership, I think the only reason why they have Blake Griffin, Rose, and they signed Mason Plumley was because of that experience that they had. Uh, I don't see any other purpose that they serve in this team outside of maybe winning them a few more games to kind of hurt maybe their draft lottery. Uh, but they're, they're a very young and promising team. Uh, they're going to be fun to watch. It, it they're they're young. Was, it's kind of like the Tigers this year. The Tigers was fun to watch just to see what's to come. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, if you look at Oklahoma City Thunder, they're going to be the best team in basketball. Um, about three two years. Three, yeah, two to three years. Uh, they got like 17 picks till 2027 they, or something They had like that. 18 first-round picks mm. in the next three seasons. That was mm. including the this previous draft. So, uh, they were on 2KGM mode with yeah, that one. Yeah, like straight up. <laughs> uh, they, yeah, so it, it's interesting to see what Weaver's going to do. But, I mean, by the looks of it, he's kind of tra- transforming this team into a an Oklahoma City Thunder, a Denver Nuggets type of team um it's exciting uh this is something detroit hasn't had in a long time especially looking at um you know where they're at in sports right now with baseball uh football we just got done talking about hockey uh you know they got off of their long winning train to a rebuild with stevie um and and now you got the pistons so it's it's definitely a struggle um in the more recent years for detroit but definitely a lot of promise uh, to come kind of the the meta right now in Detroit sports you know you know yeah, we're, the thing about all four teams is there's a lot of good young pieces that we can see there's a lot of promising young pieces that you can see lasting a while yeah outside of base um outside of basketball uh where it's it's a little bit harder to see a guy sticking around uh, with the wings, they got a couple of guys. Uh, I'll just name one: Dylan Larkin. Uh, baseball, uh, Matt. I'm sure you can go on a on a list of like the amount of people that you can see sticking around. But I mean, in the NFL, uh, the Lions they're rebuilding. Like, there's going to be a lot of pieces that come to Detroit that stick it out. And it, yeah, this is an exciting thing, uh, you know, for Detroit sports fans. Yeah, it's going to be exciting to watch. I, I I don't think I don't think we'll be win a lot of games. Maybe. Maybe ten games with the Pistons, maybe, but they'll be fun hey, to watch. Ten? Yeah, I, oh, dude, they're not going to win, win that. No, I, uh, I give them twenty. I give them twenty wins at most. I'd say maybe. Maybe like a I'm. I'm taking. Team. I want Kate Cunningham from Brandon Boston. You can win. You can win. Seventy games this year. What's his, what's the season length? 
I, I think it's 70. I think it's short. 70? Yeah. Okay. But, I mean, listen, if we win 10 games, we're sitting in number one pretty. I mean, that's either Kate Cunningham or Brandon Boston. I'd take that every day of the week, one of those two. That gets us a young stud in. You really have to keep your wins under 10 though, in order to get that first pick? I mean, you got to look. Cleveland's pretty bad. At the same time, it's a lottery. And when was the last time the Detroit yeah. Pistons had had the first overall pick? When's the oh, last time the Detroit second... Sports didn't get robbed in a draft lottery? When was the last <laughs> time they two, haven't? 2000, 2003. Oh, 2003 when we picked Darko. You're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying over the last like three years, we've kind of like piston, uh, Pistons. Well, maybe maybe not the Pistons, but primarily the Red Wings completely robbed. Right. This year for the, the Pistons, we got robbed. We had seven, right? We should have at least yeah. had like four or five. I'm yeah. thinking. So. Whatever. I mean, is what but it who is. knows what? What four or five? Piece. What four or five have changed our? True. We probably would have just drafted Luke Kennard again. You know. Yeah, I, we would have taken. We would have taken. Uh, we would have taken Nico Manian at four. We probably would have took Cassius Winston at four. <laughs> probably. Jokes. They would have taken Cassius at four. I would. I. Man. Don't even get me started. That would have pissed me off so much. But I'm excited, though. For whoever's listening to this, uh, we're, we're going to be live tweeting, the interactive live tweet. Uh, all Detroit sports, uh, all four sports, and some Michigan, Michigan sports, too. So whoever's listening, follow us. Uh, 313 sports talk underscore, correct? Like, that's it? 313 sports talk underscore? Yeah, Twitter? that's it. That's it. And as well as uh, TikTok, too. Uh, interactive Which, uh, chat, interactive uh, live tweets. Yeah, Josh is going to be getting that TikTok yep. um, kind of up sure. and going. Um, but definitely the TikTok uh, keep, we do keep posting. TikTok. Yeah, TikTok, TikTok. Um, but definitely uh, go ahead and follow us on, on Twitter. That's where we're going to be posting most of our, our news and um, definitely links to this podcast uh, as we start to grow. Um, but with that being said, Matty, Ben, do you want to close us out? Yeah, uh, Josh, don't you have one more thing? To- yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk. Let's talk fantasy. Uh, fantasy uh, basketball. I mean, if so, when's it? When's the season start? December. Starts in like two Christmas. or three weeks. Just yeah. for Christmas. I, I'm thinking. Um, you know, maybe if any anyone listening wants to get in on a fantasy basketball league. It could be something that we talk about in the podcast. So I, I think it'd be cool. Just, just a basketball league that we talk about, even like fantasy uh, NFL playoffs. I have like, I had some ideas for some uh, fantasy NFL playoffs. Um, I think that'd be a cool thing to talk about. It'd be like a, like a side story like that we bring up every now and again, see who's doing what, maybe re- recap once a week. Um, so I, if anyone wants to join that, we could get, we could even do like a, a draft uh, on this podcast. And it could be like interactive. The live draft. Yeah. Like a special. Cool. Uh, but yeah, go ahead and DM us on Twitter. Uh, and we'll kind of get you uh, situated. We'll get, uh, get you some more information on that. Twitter, uh, T-Talk. T-Talk. Yes, sir. T-talk. All right. With that, that is the first episode of 313 Sports Talk. Make sure to follow our socials. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. God bless.